Hello, and thank you for listening to Sophisticated Indulgent Conversations with me, your host, Jewel. Today, I have a special guest on my show, on my podcast, and her name is Sapphira. Oh, I didn't even ask what pronouns she goes by. So, Sapphira. (laughs) Welcome. Hello, thank you. Hi, uh, she, her, they, them is fine. I'm okay with that. All right. I have to be very mindful of that. Um, You know, there's been some interactions that I've had with some other people and I've been, you know, I've been slapped. My hand's been slapped. (laughs) So I have to be mindful. Well, welcome to um, Sophisticated Indulgent Conversations with me, your host, Jewel. Um, So Sapphira, um... I reached out to you because, uh, as I said to you when, when we were speaking off podcast, um, that I find that you have such a genuine soul. And we met, um, I want to say, almost almost three years ago, two and a half mm-hmm. years ago, at, um, I think it was called Vibe Fest or something. Yeah. And um, I don't remember one particular talent that I do want to talk about today. Um, you're singing, but I do remember you having a booth um, with tarot card reading. And I thought that yeah. was very interesting for a young person to be into reading and um, spirituality in that aspect. Um, but welcome to the show, and I want you to introduce yourself as I have my guests when they come on introduce themselves and tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll just get into the interview. Okay. Um, hi everyone. Um, I'm Sapphira. Um, I also, my actual name is Samantha. So my friends call me Sam. Um, that's another thing about me. I am currently, um, attending school for music. Um, I go to school at Metalworks Institute, which is in Mississauga. It's, it's interesting going there, uh, especially during this time. And I've been singing since I was about four. I've been reading tarot cards or reading cards since I was about 15. Um, so it's been a long time for both of those those things in my life. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, so what drew me to you, uh, as I was saying, was um, we met... Um, at a festival that was happening during the summer at Ontario Place. Um, I didn't really check out your 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 station, your um your booth too much because I was there as a vendor as well. Um, I had my my other side hustle, Genoa uh, Naturals, <laughs> shameless plug. Um, I was selling my products there, but um, you reached out to me afterwards, and uh, you became. I'm not just a customer, but a client and also um, uh, an energy sister, I want to say, <laughs> uh, because your your vibe, every time we meet, we just have like really short conversations, but you know, we, I think our energy clicks and I really like um, what I feel when I'm around you, like your genuine um, energy and you're just warm and welcoming and, and um yeah, it's just, I love it. <laughs> so um, I know that you sing and I wanted people to know about the talent, the, the extraordinary talent that you have. 
um, as a singer. So I just want to talk about that today. So you're singing and you're a little bit about your tarot card reading and how you got into that. But let's start with your singing and um, where you're at today. You did mention that you are in school, being educated as a singer. I mean, being you are an educated singer already, but you're you're furthering your academic studies in, in music. How is that going for you? What has your journey been like? Um, and if you can tell us any interesting facts that have happened since you started that journey. Um, well, yeah. Well, like as I said at the top of this, I've been singing since I was about four. Um, I started singing because my mom, uh, I heard her singing one day, like I guess consciously. I guess she was always singing, but I, I heard her consciously one day and I was like, I want to do that. I like that. And so that's what I did. I, I would, uh, I would, uh, in kindergarten, it was funny. I would um, go in little little corners by myself and I would just sing to myself um, just to kind of like ease whatever anxieties or whatever things were going on, you know, um, or I would sing myself to sleep a lot of times too. And as younger, I just, Anytime, that's what I would be doing. I'd be singing. Um, so that that kind of started the journey, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was something where because I had because I have physical limitations, I have uh, cerebral palsy. Um, I guess it was a way for me to find my voice, if you will, like my own way of how do I communicate better. A lot, you know, a lot of kids did bully me and a lot of things did happen because of the bullying where I had to figure out how to maneuver Um, and my voice was one of those things that you know people couldn't take that from me they Mm -hmm. couldn't make fun of me for many things but they couldn't make fun of me for that Um, and so I love that I love that you found a courageous way of coping and fighting back so to speak yeah using your voice yeah. So yeah, you're, was, you're saying a lot when you were young to soothe yourself, to going through situations, and how did you develop that singing um, from four, from the age of four to to wanting to further your education in singing and, and being on stage? Like I know I've seen you sing on stage, well not live, but through your social media. How did you get there? Well, I'm still trying to get there in a lot of different ways, but like, um, I guess I've always wanted to sing. It's the only thing that I, um, before I actually started reading cards, it was the only thing I ever felt I was good at. Mm -hmm. Um, because it took me a long time academically through school to kind of like understand things, um, all through elementary, middle school, high school is just hard. So the only thing that, um, was really something I could gravitate towards was, singing and so it wasn't it it was something once I left high school I was running from actually even while I was in high school I was supposed to do a number of things to potentially go to a performing arts school and I didn't end up doing that um because I was running from that even though I was really good at it academically it it was frightening Mm -hmm. um because you would have to bring up some some challenges where it's like I, I love to sing but to turn it into something academic was a whole nother gambit for me yeah. um 
And in terms of like where I'm at now and the reason why is because I I chose to stop rebelling against the thing mm-hmm. I was running from because it kept pulling at me. It yeah. kept going, I have to do this. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. It's your gift. It's your calling, right? And that's why it was yeah. kind of like, uh, haunting you so to speak yeah, it, it was, was, it was very much haunting me because I could have <laughs> I could have went into psychology I could have went into social work and I would be very good at those things yeah. um, but it wasn't it wasn't the same pull it was like the one thing I'm running from is the one thing I'm unwilling to face yeah so yeah. I, I I chose to go back to school for music because it was something I was running from for a very long time mm-hmm. and how long ago did you um start this endeavor like going back to school for music how long ago was that it must have been around the time that i actually had met you it, it must have been around that time where um i was in between work like different jobs and stuff like um and just trying to figure out what i wanted to do and i was like i don't know and everybody's like you should go back to school and you should just do basic stuff and you should do this and you should do that and really fighting it, really going, I, I need to know what I need to do before I get there. Like, mm-hmm. I just need to know. And I and I didn't, I didn't know. And then I was like, I, I, um, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign up for school mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do this. And that's how this is gonna go. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, not knowing a lot about you, but I think it's, a really good road a positive road to have chosen to go down um if people could only hear you and see you on stage it is like angelic when you're singing um i hope that you can give us a little sample (laughs) bless the airwaves with your voice uh, before you go but I, I really do think it's a great career move. And, and I do say career, I don't use it loosely, career move for you um, by choosing to do this uh, music avenue. Right. Um, yeah, so you're in school, you're, what's, you said you go to Steel Metalwork, is that what it's called? No, it's called Metalworks. Metalworks. Institute. Yeah. Institute. And how did you find this place? Oh, I've known about it for years. Known about it because it's a recording studio. Okay. Um, the funny story. I actually, I don't know if they. I've not told the administration I used to do this. I've told some of my classmates, but I'm, um, I used to call the studios just to, because I didn't, you know, coming from a background where you don't have money but you want a chance. Like mm-hmm. I used to, I used to just, you know, call their studios. It was weird, and so I've known about them since I was like really young. So what, then, when you'd call them, what would you ask or what would you I wouldn't, expect I would them? ask about the studio times. I'd ask how much it was. Yeah. I'll leave like little messages. I remember I called and I left a message of, I think I was singing something. I can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure I left a message of me singing. I must have been like 11, 12 years old. <laughs> that long ago? Yeah, I've known about them for a long time. Oh, wow. So you've had this aspiration for a very long time. Yeah. I mean... 11 years old to fast forward obviously you're a grown woman and now you're you're achieving this goal that you obviously wanted since you were a little girl and that is that speaks volumes girl (laughs) that speaks volumes 
to someone who stayed true to what they want and went for it. Um, you did your, you've been doing your research since yeah. early on. <laughs> so you scoped them out. You wanted to know that if this was the right place for you and you asked questions and you got answers. I did. I did. Um, but, but this is before, this is before they became a, a, um, a career college. They mm-hmm. weren't at the time I was calling them. And then I think, um, they became, or was it, was it? It must've been around the time they either were, they either became one or before they became one. I can't remember, but yeah. I'd have to check the dates, but in either way it was like, yeah, I really, I wanted, um, I wanted to, I wanted to go. I've always wanted to go. Um, and so funny enough is I applied to go to Seneca. They wanted me, but they didn't have room in their program. Um, so they had asked if I could uh, do a different program. And I was like, I'm going to apply to this school because technically it has all these things. And so I applied for Metalworks and I got in. And I was like, really excited. Um, so when one door closes, another one opens. And exactly. that is all part of destiny. And I know, and I use these words and I'm saying these things because I know you understand um, spirituality and destiny and you know through your cards reading and stuff i'm sure you've seen some turn things turn up in your own card reading yeah <laughs> you know yeah, oh yeah a and, lot of things in real time and like a few days later you're just they're like what <laughs> yeah it, you know you've you've been there it's like <clears throat> this is why i encourage young people to hold st- steadfast to their dreams like if you have a dream as a child and i encourage parents as well to encourage their children to follow those dreams as well because a lot of times we think they're not attainable and they were they are 100% attainable once we put our minds to it right you put your mind to it you focused on it you said this is what i want and even when seneca said oh you know we're going to offer you something else you said oh no 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 my destiny is this and i'm going to go where i need to be and you placed right. yourself there, right? <laughs> so you're at Metalworks now. You're in your, the, how does it go? By semesters, by years? Like how do you- I'm in, my, I'm in my second year, going into second semester, starting mm-hmm. January, yeah. Okay. Um, it's been a road, it's been a journey. Uh, it's been a lot of different things. I think it's. I think it's the cycle in which my mind is at. I think it's, where my um, I am in terms of my my life's trajectory, why there's been such difficulties because I've faced a lot of difficulties um, uh-huh. going. And it's funny since our first initial conversation, I was thinking about like where I am in my life and the reasons why there are such challenges is because I think of, I think of where I've come from versus where I'm going to. Uh-huh. And um, you know, going going to school and especially going to that specific school there's a lot of things that I didn't account for or I did account for but I didn't have the understanding or the resources to better maneuver myself through it and so because I'm kind of like at a bind due to my um, physical disabilities but also my learning disabilities I'm like I need to figure out how to properly maneuver yeah it's difficult there's a lot of difficulties that i that i face on a regular basis um 
due to going to school. There's always been difficulties with school, but it's even more challenging because I'm going after something that it's for a long time been something I want to do, but something that was only ever just, okay, I can do this. I can do this, but I didn't have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't have... I didn't have a foundation okay. in a sense of like stability of like okay this is stable you know like on and off for years doing vocal lessons privately um, but not having something consistent not having a consistent kind of like mentor or somebody mm-hmm. that can guide me in the right direction somebody can yeah. say hey this is what you want hey this is where you're going here's what you could do right and so with these these tiny things these little things where I wish somebody would have given me a little bit more um directional kind of position especially you know me as a kid I was very rambunctious you know mm-hmm. had lot of energy not knowing where to go it was hard for me okay okay so now you found your way and um to an extent you found your way and you're two years into this program um yes you spoke about our initial conversation and we did talk about limitations that you face um and challenges but you you're always able to for me like during our conversation our initial conversation it seems like you're always able to figure things out mm-hmm. you you are uh, you don't you don't give up you're a fighter you um you don't take no for an answer yeah i don't like doing that <laughs> you know <clears throat> so being in the school, um, you're not, you were talking about um, when we had our side conversations before the podcast, you, you were saying that, you know, um, the support as for resource support, um, uh, academic support is not necessarily in this school because it's a private run school. And as opposed to, opposed to, sorry, um, a public school, like Seneca School, where they do have counselors and and pr- make provisions for people who have um, physical limitations or disabilities and learning yeah. disabilities. The one thing I can say is that you know going here, they they have found tiny ways to accommodate, but again, it's having the ability to advocate for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's something that I've always had to do, no matter what environment I'm in. You know, being the stature I am, being the person that I am, I always have to advocate for myself because if I don't, people will literally step on me. So I have to be loud. I have to be able to say I'm here and I need this. And so when I do say that, there is some level of movement and some level of, okay, we're here, we're present with you. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but realizing that because of how fast paced that program is, it may not, it's it's to say it may not have been the best choice in the long run because well in the short term not the long run because in the long run who the heck knows what's going to happen but in the the short term it's really it's caused me to hit many brick walls within myself it's caused a lot of things to kind of come up internally and externally where I've had to navigate um, not only the, the material that I'm learning but my own internal dialogue my own internal struggles Mm -hmm. which is unique because everywhere I look you know everywhere I turn everywhere I look it doesn't matter um I'm always having a spiritual experience yeah 
always and for some people it's it's physical for some people they're living in the physical world and they're having these physical experiences and for me everything is so spiritual mm-hmm. even in the most physical places yeah and it it becomes such a challenge because i don't know how to properly tell certain people like of the of the amount of metamorphosis that i go through on a regular yeah Be- how spiritual it feels to me like everything is a spiritual experience mm-hmm. that must be um it's overwhelming for you um not being able to express that like i know like i i wouldn't consider myself like real overly spiritual but i'm i'm i would say i'm an empath and i and i feel energy a lot um from people and sometimes i do I say things as it is because there's no other way to say it to express something um that I'm feeling. Um and sometimes it might come out the wrong way. <laughs> Oftentimes it comes out the wrong. It sounds very harsh or it sounds very mean. Um but it needs to be said. And once I get it off my chest, I feel better that I've said it. Um so I could only imagine how you're feeling in in an environment where you know people you may not think people understand what your f- emotions are you know what's in your head and what you'd like to express without offending someone is that how you feel sometimes or not so much in the offense of someone so my so again there's a lot of uh, limitations when it comes to school right so there's a lot of like things I'm I'm learning but I'm I, unfortunately I'm behind others and so I don't have the same it, it's like it's like you're sitting in a room full of people who understand the language that you are just now beginning to understand yeah. and because I feel things so um innate mm-hmm. I don't know how to properly navigate that terrain as well as I I wish I could and then it's realizing like little by little every day I'm building the vocabulary I'm I'm finding my way mm-hmm. through what feels like landmines and what feels like I'm at war half the time um and it's it's weird it's 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 a weird experience because through school like initially when I was younger it was like yeah I felt like that but I could always just sing my way through it. <laughs> But this doesn't this is like different. It's like I can't sing my way through it. I have to literally there there's there's a different method here. There's a different method that I have to find my footing on and mm-hmm. that that's what's really getting at me. Yeah. I know um you were expressing to me um in our initial conversations again um about telling someone like just opening your mouth and saying to this person this is how i see things how i understand things and and that person was able to kind of like scale back or or take a different pace with you and that yeah. is um that's something that's definitely needs to happen um it may not happen in every environment that you're in in that school but um for sure i think if you Sometimes people don't know unless you tell them that this is how you're seeing things or this is how you perceive things um and then they can step back and maybe check themselves and and maybe teach it in a different way. And that's the other thing too. Um 
speaking about teaching, um, something that you, I mean, I'm sure you know it, uh, that these people are not necessarily teachers. They're not taught to be teachers. They're people, they're people in the field, right? And they know the, the music or they know whatever material that they're teaching because they teach themselves, but they're not necessarily trained teachers, right? Right. Um, yeah, so- which happened, which did happen. And it was hard, especially for, it was hard, right? And I walked away from a very important class, which shouldn't have walked. Like <laughs> I had to walk away for a minute because it was like, this person doesn't know how to teach. Yeah. And it, when you don't know how to teach somebody who doesn't have good, like for me, I don't have very good study habits. I never developed them because there was no, point in my head to do that I could do very basic things I could get away with just getting by that was just how I was and when I was in an environment where I was like I really want this but being put to the wayside or being or or being with somebody that doesn't necessarily have the notion of how do you how do they teach how do you teach Mm -hmm. right and they weren't as equipped as they could have been which really set me back yeah yeah, really set me back in a lot of different ways. And I didn't know how to process that very well. Um, especially because it was, it, I'm learning a whole new thing. I'm le- not even a whole new thing. I'm relearning, might as well say learning a whole new thing. I'm le- relearning music theory. I'm relearning how to understand a language that was once very understood by me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd been out of school for so long. I through that to the side and now I'm coming back to relearn it and then being taught by somebody who doesn't know how to teach mm-hmm. was, was very hard right like I it didn't start that way but it ended up being that way like the middle of our first semester and it was really hard for me and I never fell back into the swing of it so well everybody else could manage because they had that background for me it was like i'm confused i don't even know what's happening yeah. and so it was it was it was a lot of different landmines i had to to kind of go over yeah but i figured that out yeah of course you did <laughs> um so I remember going through a similar situation for myself going back to school as an adult, <laughs> almost 40 going back to school. Um, I I had to relearn a lot of things. I had to relearn how to write essays and relearn how to, to do the study skills and organizational skills. But I mean, although I was in education, doing it myself as a student was challenging. Um, and I had a professor one professor in in particular who could not teach and it went on for the entire semester he would cancel classes and he didn't he had very messy um slides and stuff and then i i made a complaint to the dean i was like i'm paying for this i finally went to the dean it was like after our i think was our last exam you know i took it to the end but i did make a complaint and the dean was like you know you should have come forth sooner and I I didn't I felt challenged um because he was a prof you know and I didn't know what to do but I'm in the end I said this is my education I'm paying for this I need to speak up about this and even though it's the end of the class I know now what to do going forward if I were to have another professor like this um so yeah I was able to get over that hurdle 
by getting the support from the dean. And and I got a, a, an actual written apology from the dean afterwards because of this this professor's on unprofessionalism, you know. Um, yeah. So we're gonna pause and I'm gonna restart. Yeah, so there's many challenges with going to school, as we heard from you, Safira. Oh, also, I wanted to know, Safira, where did you get the name? How did you get the name? What does it mean to you? Oh, <laughs> everybody asks me this, and I always give people this. I'm like, I don't know, some artist name. I don't know, like you know, very bold. <laughs> can I answer? I don't know if I can swear on your podcast. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Keep it but real. <laughs> I, 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 so one day I was channeling something actually I was channeling my guides I never told anybody a story well that's, that's not true I told people but people that would understand the story so I was channeling my guides one day mm-hmm. and sitting down I was sitting down and all I heard was your name is Sapphira that is your name yeah and it was like we're this is your name and this is the name you will go by and I was like okay and I just that's what it was okay I knew it was something I knew it was something because it's a very unique name it's not um, it's almost like Sapphire right Sapphire and I wanted to look it up before um, before we started what does it it mean like celestial being Mm -hmm. Um, it also like the vibration, I think, is seven. Like, when you add it up numerically, it's a seven. Okay. Seven. So, it's the, 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 it's the name, it's a name of a mystic. So, basically, it's a mystical name. But, okay. yeah, even derivative of the sapphire. The gem, right. Which also means beautiful. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> um, but Sapphira is also in the Bible. It's also in the Bible. And it's Sapphira was the wife of um, uh, Anasis, Anasias. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Okay. So she was struck dead with her husband for lying. Hey, don't lie, Sapphira. That's the thing we shouldn't do. So um, basically, it means beautiful. And as you are, you've been given the name and it, it is very fitting for you. Um, so you've overcome challenges. You are where you are right now. You're singing. And I'm wondering if you can bless our podcast, my podcast, <laughs> with a little bit of vocal. Do you think you, you can do that? Sure. Um, also, <laughs> I didn't mention this before, but um, I have a lot of, uh, you know, coming back into singing, I have a lot of stage fright. Mm. Um, something that I really um, struggle with, even like, right now it's weird. It's like, I don't know, um, not to say I'm not going to sing, it's just interesting for me to go through that. It's, it's, you know, I hear that a lot from a lot of artists. Um, I mean, I also, I always think of Michael Jackson when I think of <laughs> Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. They're very shy people. And um, I don't know if they had stage fright, but they were shy individuals. And um, that was their home. Yeah. 
because they stay with their home, their right? That's yeah. so that's where they, they that's their home. They're comfortable there. But for somebody who's not, who doesn't go on to stage a lot, especially during COVID, it's even harder. Grace, so I don't get to have it's that same experience. Yeah. It, it's not my home it's not a place that I'm I've always been and so there's that fear um that kind of yeah. comes to me you know, um I am um, I know that when I met you it was a vibe fest and it was a musical music fest and I don't remember did you sing that day no okay um but I do pre-covid um I do host events where I have um, up and coming artists, um, people that are trying to get some exposure. And I am inviting you to be on that platform when I do, when, when, and if I do start back, um, those events, I would love to have you on as an artist on my show. Peace. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, like I said, no pressure. I would love the airways to hear your beautiful voice. Um, but yeah, no pressure. Um, let's talk about your tarot cards first um, and how the, the tarot cards um, plays, plays a role in your life. And do you use those tarot cards? Do you turn to those cards when you're looking for answers? Um, so I, again, I started reading when I was about 15 because, uh, I was friends with some folks and, uh, I'd gotten to a reading with regular playing cards, right? And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like I've never, I never had uh, a tarot reading done before, mm-hmm. but from that moment, um, she had done it. I was like, oh, I want to, I want to try it. And so I did, um, I tried. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And it, it, I advise anybody that's reading tarot cards to not start with playing cards, don't do it. It will break your head. Um, I can do it now, like yeah. I can do it in sleep. Like if somebody gives me a tarot, uh, a playing deck of playing cards, I can do it. Yeah. But I would never begin her to do that. That is so hard. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, that's how it started. Um, and then when I was 18, um, because I, my parents, like my mom, and my, my mom is like super Christian. So I, I knew they weren't going to get Against me any. Against it, yes. I, would, I wouldn't <laughs> get any tarot cards from them. Yeah. But I ended up meeting this lady when I was about 17 and she lent me her deck. She lended me her deck and I was like, okay, that was it. Mm-hmm. I was off to the races. I was learning and... I spent so much time learning. I wanted to know, right? And it opened me up to meeting people. It opened me up to sitting down and understanding the psychology of a person because mm-hmm. it's it's such a psychological thing. Like people sit in front of you. I, I used to read cards at a, at a bar downtown mm-hmm. um, called Lipstick and Dynamite. Uh, they're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I would sit with people and they would have these stories or some people would like try to mess me up and start talking about like other things just right. to see if I would start reading because they didn't, you know, like they're like, I don't want to like, then I like, I don't want to feed you any information. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever the cards have out, they're going to tell me and whatever you give me, it's going to tell me what's going on. So mm-hmm. I would read for a lot of people um, and I just got to know people and know how people thought, know how mm-hmm. people think. 
um, just by reading the cards is very psychological. It's very spiritual, but it's also very psychological too. Mm -hmm. Um, And realizing like I had gotten so advanced in what I was doing, like reading cards that I couldn't just get a reading from anybody. Like no one, after a point, no one could give me a reading because I would read my own cards. Right. <laughs> um, it was really, I was like, no, this person doesn't know what they're doing. Like I could, I, at this point of my experience, I can tell when somebody's really genuinely yeah. good yeah. at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people that are just kind of like learning or they're just trying to figure it out, you know, okay. it, I, I look to the tarot cards for a lot of answers because I'm, I'm I've stopped reading for people as of late. So in order to keep my skill set good, I'm just like, okay, how do I read this? And I'll watch videos on it. I will, um, I'll try to kind of elevate my own kind of knowing of it because it's a it's a skill set that I I've had and had for a very long time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um... I've been to a tarot card reader myself and I do believe in it and I and I do um yes you know it it kind of um it's it doesn't jive well with Christianity because you're not supposed to reveal things for the fu- um future um actually that's not true there's a lot of divination in the well, Bible there is there I is just, I there just is. think that people have a fear connected to it that doesn't yeah they they associate it with that i think um it comes from not knowing not understanding um how to accept it um yes you're right there is a lot of divination in the bible with um i'm revealing with daniel daniel the book of daniel is all about revelations and that so um, they're revealing a lot of there are a lot of different forms of divination are inside of that book Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I, I, that for me, tarot is like, it's a glimpse into, I don't know, it's a glimpse into God, if you will. Like it's a, it's like I'm glimpsing into a part of God mm-hmm. and a part of the story that is before me. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I get a little bit crazy with it because, you know. I'm a little, I get a little obsessive. I do. <laughs> it, it, it just, I don't know. I don't know. But you do but, it for yourself and you're able to reveal um, things within days of seeing so, the cards. Yeah. The one thing I'm going to say is, I, I, and this is counterintuitive for anybody that does tarot readings, but I don't keep a journal. Normally you should, should always keep a journal, but I don't, because... I realized that life as it unfolds is a surprise, mm-hmm. right? And I'll look at my cards and I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are trying to tell me. Like, I can figure out the basic mm-hmm. energy and I'd be like, okay, this is the basic energy, right? Like, this is the basic foundation of what you're trying to tell me. And then something will come up. Like, I remember I did a reading like maybe a few weeks, maybe like a few months ago and it was on me and somebody and then... I did the reading, okay? I turned over the cards, my phone rang, it was mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. And I, I, cause I was asking a specific question and after the reading, after the phone call was done, I turned over the cards and it was, that, it was exactly the phone call we just had. Wow. The energy, it was so, I was like, damn man, you did, the way it walks, the yeah. way that energy moves is very funny because it tells you, 
even before you need to know what it is. So I don't keep journals because sometimes the energy shifts Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's so shifty or sometimes it's so energetically stifling that you can't, that you're, you're, you're going to create some sort of, it may not play out like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't play out in this manner. It doesn't play out in this way. And I had to learn that sometimes it, things change yeah things things are constantly in 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 motion Mm -hmm. and they're changing and sometimes when we get too caught up on what the outcome is we don't see what the blessing is going to be right you're right you're so you're so right yeah it's true and and um people have a hard time understanding that and and if you know, I'm sure that people have come to you and and you've read for them and then they say, well, this didn't happen. Well, it changed because sometimes and also, some, sorry? It doesn't happen a lot to me. No. Uh, no. Yeah. It doesn't happen a lot to me. Um, a lot of times people are like, well, what you said came true. I told you it was going to come true. You didn't listen to me. Yeah. Because it's, because the reason I don't do it for myself, the reason why I don't, keep that journal for me personally yeah. mm-hmm. is because my life is in constant fluctuation like the choices that I make right mm-hmm. they're not always gonna be on point they're not they, they, like I remember people would give me a reading and I would ask about a specific person okay yeah, yeah. specific things and it didn't play out like that with that specific person but I play it with another person okay. so the reason I don't keep a journal is because hey I'm too focused on certain outcomes right so if i focus on the if i'm just focused on certain outcomes or the way i want things to be instead of allowing that energy to just be whoever it is whatever it is and that's kind of like what journey i'm on for other people if i give another person a reading it's for the most part it's on point people are like they'll come back to me like months later this happened okay or like weeks later (laughs) this happened i told them all right yeah you know like it, it it has nothing to do with being like coy it's just like well that's those were the cards that fell in front of me and that's how I understood them to be I didn't I don't think of reading in like a way of I told you so kind of thing yeah it's more (laughs) like okay well that's how it played out that's that those were the choices that you were gonna make Mm -hmm. versus because I'm so in because my because I'm so deep in it I don't keep a journal I are I understand the cards and I understand the fluctuation of my own life Yeah. yeah right um yeah and that may be different for you because it's a gift it may not be because that you know people who have journals i don't know i've never heard of journaling about it or writing down okay. what i know okay. that i've been told if, to write down what people tell me or there's people who do recordings of uh, when they've read um but they themselves i've never seen them writing things down you know oh yeah a lot of a lot of tarot readers will do that yeah, i mean okay. i do keep like certain readings i keep like video records of them because yeah. i'm like really dope and i want to yeah. remember what this feels like yeah um and then i realized like a year six months later three days like, whatever the time frame is it's not about that person it's about something else mm-hmm. right but the universe wants to show you this is an energy that's present right it's going to happen and, yeah yeah and so you know for for i think of it like this have you ever seen the matrix yes i 
can't remember the true story behind it, but yes, I have seen it. Yeah. So there's a part of the movie where Neo goes to meet the Oracle, right? And he finally figures out he is the one, right? He is, or he's trying to figure that out. Not that he's figured it out yet, but he's trying to figure out if he's the one that everyone keeps referring to. Mm-hmm. And he does, because he doesn't know. And the one thing that I realized is that the Oracle said to him, you know, oh, you know, maybe maybe not in this lifetime maybe not now maybe you're not the one and he goes okay and then she said watch out for that vase and as soon as she says watch out for the vase the vase falls right and he she goes i don't know if that would have happened if i would have wouldn't have told you but it it happened right so we don't know right so if i didn't say what i said would it have happened i don't know right if i i would have done what I would have done and that's the thing like sometimes it's better to not know because you think you don't you don't have to go oh would it have happened this way if I didn't check or right. would it have gone this way if I didn't know like life is meant to be mysterious right but so mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times when I read I'm not reading for especially for myself when I'm reading I'm not reading for the future for me personally because I can't do that if I do that then it'll it's like oh it just takes all the joy out of it you don't know what the next movement is you don't know what the next step is life does certain things to you but one thing that i do want to understand is the psychology of people what are people's true intentions what are people's true emotions right um and if the future pops up in there i don't know how it's going to play out in reality like it could be cards on on piece of paper so i don't know how that's going to look Mm-hmm. that's true and when it plays out you're like oh that's how that was supposed to go true I didn't think of that I didn't think this was gonna go like that mm-hmm. I love that I love that I'm really into that stuff and I never thought to do it myself but I, I think I get a lot of premonitions and dreams and I'm really good at um, reading people just like energy wise yeah. um, and that I think is a gift that a lot of people have, but they, they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, wow. We can talk forever, Sapphira. <laughs> we can talk forever. Um, but I'm ready. I'm ready to hear your voice. Not your spoken voice. <laughs> All right. Um... Baby, I will be somewhere other than here. Maybe I will make it through the darkness. Oh. Lovely. I can't wait. I can't wait until you're not. I don't. I know it's going to happen before your journey is complete with the schooling that you're going to be on the big stage. I'm just waiting for that day. And I want my invitation for when you're going to be on the stage because <laughs> I want to come and see that moment. And I'm definitely going to bring people along with me. But I know it's going to happen um, before before you finish your schooling. Um, because you're going to... Yeah. I mean, people are going to hear your voice 
and not just only through, you know, this podcast, but you meet people every day and, and it's, there's something, I know there's something that's going to happen for you. I just feel that there's something that's going to happen for you before your schooling is done. And because you've, you've been on your journey so long since you were little, like it has to happen. This is something that is destined to happen in your life. And there's no one that's going to take that from you. So Yeah, I think that much. Yeah. Figure that much. It, it is. It's a part of the whole process, the whole gambit. I feel like I'm supposed. I was supposed to go through some of the things I've been through and gone through just to kind of meet the people I've met, know mm. the people I know, and aspire to something greater than my circumstances. Yeah. And you may be the one teaching others in can, turn, can, right? can do that i don't know about music though because that's a, that's a little bit heavy but, <laughs> but I, I can see myself teaching people a lot of different things yeah. and i think that's something that i i would eventually at some point like to do um, yeah like we spoke about like um like i told you that i work for the, the, the school board and you have such um great experience being a student in the system that i wouldn't say failed you but um you understand the system so much better than a lot of people that are trying to navigate through the system right now them as a young person that you can be a mentor for them and also um, to speak to parents who are not understanding what their children are going through and who blame themselves rather than seeking help for their kids you can be someone to speak to these parents and even teachers to advocate for for our kids for for when i say our kids i'm talking about the next generation coming up behind us um and especially for um young black children who are going through the system and being misunderstood because of things that they experience in life and are not able to articulate um what they're going through that you can be there as a guide or a mentor to say, hey, I was there, look where I am now. And it's not because, you know, someone just picked you up and put you there. You went through a full journey, trotting different roads and speaking to different people and experiencing different things and coming up with coping mechanisms and techniques to to make your way to where you're at right now. So. Um, definitely you're going to be someone that I'm going to bring on board, um, whether it's, you know, after COVID or during this COVID time, um, people need to hear your story and they need to know that, um, there's hope. There's hope for those who think that there's no hope to make it through the system, you know? Yeah, it is. It's it is a challenging system to navigate. Quite frankly, it really is a challenging system. So I I hear that. I just volunteered you for a, for a position <laughs> for something. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm well aware. I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, honestly. Like I don't I, know. I'm very. I mean, I've been through facilitation and peer support. Um, you know. Um. um certifications so i understand that arena i understand Mm -hmm. how to 
what it means to feel, you know, the social justices, the anti-oppressive work, that work is constantly needed, especially in marginalized communities. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I'm still, even in my own experiences, still dealing with that marginalization. So it's, I've been, you know, I, I've had to maneuver in such a way that causes people to go, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, causes people to say, why is this? You know, how do you keep going? Like, you know what I mean? I've had people tell me, how do you keep doing this every day? I'm like, I don't know. I just get up and you just got to keep going because I don't have a choice. This is all I know. Absolutely. All I know. This is all I know. I know what it's like to live on, on the fringes of having nothing. You know, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to not have people around. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the one thing that I can say is that I'm always grateful to have a roof over my my head, which is wonderful. But not a lot of people can say that. And knowing that there are people out there that have experienced far worse or have experienced so much different things, um, I've walked a lot of different lines to have to meet people where they're at, to have to understand people's own story, to have to understand people's own struggle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well. Thank you so much for speaking to me, speaking to the airwaves, telling it all, talking about some deep issues um, that you've experienced in life. Um, Thank you for telling us about the journey that you're on, telling us about your tarot cards and how they help you and how they can potentially help other people. Um, I really appreciate you even singing. I love it. I love it. I loved every minute of uh, our interview. Um, thank you, Safira. Hope to have you back on Sophisticated Indulgent Conversations with me, your host, Jewel. Anytime. <laughs>